Hi, I'm Jason. When I was 10 years old, I went to summer camp and it changed my life. I returned year after year as a camper, then a counselor, and after a brief stop along the way, I decided to make it my life's work. Now I'm the owner and director of Camp Menominee. I wanted to tell the whole world about the amazing things that go on at camp, so I started a podcast about it. During the summer, I record a new episode with campers and counselors every night to share stories from a great day at camp. In our off-season, I take the pod on the road and talk to people all over the world about their camp experience. I want to shine a light on all the outstanding work being done in the overall camp community and share what it means to be a part of the Menominee family. This is the CampCast from Camp Menominee. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another hopefully great, well, actually this one I I, I know is great, episode of the uh, CampCast. I'm Jason Fograber. Normally I do these intros by myself, but today for our introduction, I'm excited to have Jeremy Kohlenbrenner with me in the studio. Hi, hey, Jeremy. Hey, everybody. I'm still here, so I am on the pod. And here's where? Here is camp. We're still at camp. We're still here. This is our last official recording in the camp podcast studio for 2020. Um, how would you describe this summer of Camp Menominee Resort rentals in you know, 2020? It it was a great summer, and I keep saying uh, keep saying this to people. We had a great summer. However, and it's a big however, it could not compete with having a regular camp and full summer with all the guys up here. So we made do with what we had, but we were always, always missing camp. Right. And I think when people ask what, if there was a best part of the summer, the biggest silver lining, it was that the parents, like the moms and dads and the siblings of campers that have gone here for four weeks or have never been up here before and have kind of just been sending their kids to camp and hearing how great it was, finally got to experience camp that wasn't just a couple days during visiting weekend. So, yeah, um, yeah that was a, a major, major silver lining. It was for cool us. for me, too, because I'm a longtime post-camper, and it was cool getting to kind of share the post-camp, family camp experience with so many people who have only experienced camp through regular camp, fantasy camp, father, son. Right. So that was pretty cool. And we, we can officially announce that because of how successful rentals were this year, we're going to add a week of post camp next year. So we're going to do two weeks of post camp for those of you that want to try and, and come up at the end of August next year. Awesome. Nikki Goldman is very appreciative of uh, the added post camp week to not overload her post camp yes. week. Yes. <laughs> she wants to hold out the, the health center. Well, she's got the health center. That's, that's we know. We, we know, can't give that away from the <laughs> but she uh Colin Brenner Goldman gets nervous. Um okay, so before we get into this episode, let's talk about what's going on um for the next month or so at camp. So a week from today is Thursday, a week from yesterday, we will be starting Fall Twilight League. Fall Twilight League. We are pumped. Uh Jeremy and I are going to do <laughs> we're going to do a uh, a video this weekend announcing the captains of the teams for the divisions. So keep an eye out for that. Um and it's going to be great. We have close to 70 people signed up. So Fall Twilight League. It's going to get competitive. It's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to some uh umping, some his ways and uh some uh you know 
surprise umps and GMs that I hear we might be uh, working in. Yeah, there's going to be some guest umpires. We're going to have uh, a Louis Cantor, Caden Liska, and um, Ryan Furman doing it with us the whole season. Solid. Um, it's going to be awesome. And so, Caden Perlman, if you're listening to this, please bring the Steve Ehrlich Trophy. Yeah, we need that. We need it back. You had it. The season's over, and now it's I mean, time to give it to You the don't next have to guy. bring it all the way up here. I think the least you can bring do is bring it to bring Deerfield. It, bring it to Deerfield. Come Which on. Which is, I believe, Caden where... Caden is a Deerfield yeah. kid. Yeah. So, so it's just, just a walk. Bring it down the street. <laughs> um, okay. So this episode is a little bit unique, Jeremy, um, because we have been sitting on this content for, uh, for a year. Pretty much a year, like, to the day. Um, ask me why we've been sitting on this content. Why have we been sitting on this great content? I actually don't know. Um, I've been wanting to put it out for a while, but so last year, here's the story. Let's uh, let's Bring break it, all it down back. all the way. Last year, I get a letter in the mail. I don't get a lot of letters in the mail, but Old I got fashioned written down letter. Got a written down letter from a local woman named Maxine Drager, and Maxine in that letter attached um, some. She copied. She photocopied pages from the Eagle River and Vilas County almanac talking about Camp Menominee. And she highlighted some sections and said, um, hey, I don't think that some of these are right. I would love to, to talk about the history of Camp Menominee. Um, my name is Maxine Drager, and I used to work on the Comiskey Farm. And this was really intriguing for me because we don't yeah. have a, we don't have a lot of connection and and we don't really keep in touch with anyone who had a connection with camp before Menominee moved here in 47. Yeah, and well, it's extra exciting for you I'll give for the Comiskey. Right. Yeah, that was a, a big but, part of it. Um speculating on the history, the historical uses, um what land was used for what is kind of an activity at Camp Menominee. And it was cool right. to have someone come in that was there. Yeah. It, well, when we do tours, we talk about, oh, this was the Comiskey wine cellar and this is where they used to do this. A lot of it is speculation. And this is the first time we had a connection with someone who could actually tell us what all of this was because she lived here and, and worked on the property. So obviously... When you get a, a letter like that, and I don't know who this person is, I've never heard of her, so I was a little skeptical. I wasn't sure what to expect or if she wanted anything from us, but um, so I called. She put her number on the letter, and I called her, and we chatted for a little while. It turns out she was a teacher in, in Phelps and Three Lakes for uh, four decades, and she grew up up here and uh, has been up here her, her whole life and just wanted to kind of talk about camp and I asked her to come by. It was during post camp last year. And with, with you and me and Jeff and Woody, we toured camp and she walked us around and she told us what the buildings were used for and what she remembers about the Comiskey family and some of the, the ways that they used the property. And some of it was really, really interesting. Um, she, she talked about some of the other camps in the area. She talked about how they used to like harvest ice and um, how they had a farm and what kind of animals they had and how the families would, would get up here. And it was really cool. It was it, it was kind of eye-opening and, and a pretty special thing for us. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's cool from, you know, a camp aspect, but us being here using this property and, you know, loving it and all of that that goes in. But it's also just very cool from a historical aspect and knowing what type of stuff was going on up here um, all that time ago and, and really just 
she painted a picture. It was so cool because right. she was she was so detailed down to the what was on the shelves. Um, I don't want to like I don't want to spoil it too right. much, but like it was a very cool. Experience. Her bedroom was Woody's office. Right. Like that was her bedroom for years and years and years. And that's, that's just really cool for her to come in here and relive that from her side and for us to, to hear about it. I will, uh, I will say that the audio is, it's fine. It's a little choppy because we were walking around camp and I was just holding up my phone to record us. And then we were in the mess hall a little bit. So you're going to hear various different voices. You're going to hear a little Lee Libby on there. You're going to hear a little bit of Tom and, and Pam Adler. And, um, some of it might, uh, get a little, uh, sometimes the conversation goes a little rogue, but for the most part, it was just, uh, it was really awesome to, to walk camp with Maxine and, um, talk about a lot of the stuff that was, was going on back here in the, the twenties and thirties and forties. Yeah. So it's, it's very cool. And it's a very special podcast, I think. Um, okay. So anything else you got before we get into it? No. Great. So here's our conversation and our tour of camp with Maxine Drager. But first, as always, Miles Provis. take this do you mind if i record our conversations because okay <laughs> um, when i was a kid my mom would keep this jar of substance that had vitamin d in it because yeah. it wanted to avoid rickets yeah so it was really good yeah so she would keep it up in the cupboard corner up here so i couldn't get to it until she gave me my <laughs> table spoons whenever so the comiskeys lived in one of these back rooms yes that's where they okay. stayed yeah and so who so which comiskeys did your family work for directly? Well, it would have been uh, Mrs. Lou Kaminsky. Okay. Because if in this article, her husband died in 1931. Right. So it's just the daughter, Gracie, and Mrs. Kaminsky that I met. I might have met Charles Jr. at some time, but I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. Okay. But Mrs. Kaminsky was very short and chunky, and then Grace was very dark. She wasn't very tall, and she was kind of chunky, too. She was very dark compared to the other. Other tour mom. How much time did they spend up here? Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Yeah, it was kind of just a, you know, okay, let's take a break and go back for a week, yeah. few weeks. And my mom would do all the cooking and cleaning and everything, and she loved to do that. And then they would come back again, maybe twice a year. Got it. But your family took care of the property yes. year round. Yes. Did you live on grounds too, or you guys grew up yes. lived down well, the street? Yes, we lived here. In fact, there's a room right here that would have been my bedroom. So. <laughs> this little office here, yeah, potentially. That was, that was this was your bedroom. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's incredible. Yeah. And then, so was this just a wall, because there was nothing here? Oh, it was just like it is. I think. Well, I don't remember it being as big as this is. This bedroom. Okay. But I don't know if you added that wall in. I just remember this is my bedroom. I don't know what changes you made. And then, well, I haven't, uh, over the years, they've made a lot. I haven't right. done too much with the lodge. The okay, same restroom. <coughs> this looks very much the same. Woody's office was her bedroom. Yeah, nice. Otherwise, this looks basically the same. Most of the papers we have hung up here are from 21, and they were come from the walls. Right, we found we found really? some newspapers yeah. from 1921 in the floorboards of the health center, which is that building right. over there. So that must have been there. Yeah, so what was the health is, center when you were that, here? Uh, is that a rectangular building? Yes. I mean, is it 
in the one that we used to have here, was here, was this way and this way, and there were rooms there uh, for people to stay when they had guests. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The whole thing was screened in. Okay. Um, but they weren't very big rooms. I, you, know? you might be talking about the back of the, so behind the kitchen there, there's three bedrooms that... This is a separate building. Yeah. Okay. And, and hmm. I think that's been converted. It was a separate building. And uh, I always, my mom didn't want me to go there, so the other stuff, when I was, you know, she was alone, I was alone out there, so she, there was a stuffed fox, stuffed fox in there on the porch. Mm -hmm. And every time I'd sneak in there, those eyes would be shining at me. So I'd go, I don't know if I should be here or not. So the house center <laughs> was mostly just a guest house? Right, that's okay. what it was. Yeah. Got it. You're, this is the original place. Yes. As far as I remember, we didn't use the fireplace a lot. I'm trying to think how we heated it. I think right, it, it must have gotten pretty cold. I think it was cold that we heated it first and then probably wood after, or vice versa. can't remember that. How, how true might some of the stories be about Comiskey entertaining gangsters and stuff? I know nothing about that. As far as when I was here, I just saw Mrs. Comiskey and Lou, and if there were some other guests, I don't recall. Do your parents, do you recall your parents talking about? Uh, ex-ball players coming up or any... Yeah, they mentioned that ball players would come up, but I think that was prior to the time we took care of the place. Oh, okay. You know, because we were only here for about three years. Got it. So, Who took care of it before you did? I don't know. Okay. And it was year-round that you were here? Uh, we were, yeah. We stayed here year-round. Yeah. For three, three, about three years. Then, when I, as I said in my story, when my dad didn't want me to walk that far to get to the school bus. Then we moved back to our house where yeah. Frank Sullivan lives. Yeah. And so when the Wassermans bought the property, your family moved back? Yes. Moved out? Because you didn't, you didn't do any caretaking for the Wassermans, Well, we, when they closed up, my dad was a caretaker every year. He'd come in, or oh, okay. in the fall. He'd come and check in the fall and the winter. And what was your dad's see, name? Gilbert. Gilbert. Gilbert Albrecht. Uh, he would check to see that nobody broke in or nothing yeah. was stolen or... Trees didn't fall on the roof. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's the thing. original caretaker, yeah. right? But one of the best times I used to have is my girlfriend and I would walk over from my mom and dad's house and we'd go around and we'd scout for tennis balls. <laughs> Boy, did I find the tennis balls. I had plenty for my dogs all yeah. the time. Yeah. <laughs> and softballs. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember? So when the Comiskeys had it, I believe there were 165 acres here. Okay. Like it was a huge property. And since then, the the Wasserman sold off uh, about 100 of those. We only have 65 okay. right now. Um, so it was a massive property area. Yeah, there was something in this article that I don't agree with because when he wrote it, he said the Comiskeys had their, their house on Dam Lake. Right, but they right. don't. They owned property, right. property right. there. But, but they, they were here. here. Yeah. 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 How, what else was on the lake at the time? Water? Were there Lots any other property? <laughs> Um, Any other properties? Well, the Comiskeys Camp. had miles of shoreline, didn't they? Yeah, they well, had... Camp um, Woodland? Woodland isn't too far from here. Right, mm -hmm. it's right next door. Right. Was Not it there? Yeah, in the... yeah. Oh, okay. People by the name of Bromley, B-R-O-M-L-E-Y. Oh, is that Bromley it? Resort? Is that what I was Probably, reading? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they owned it, and for a long time there were sisters that owned it. I think it was the Bromley sisters that probably converted it into a uh, camp. Okay. Camp. And I don't know where it's gone since then because it's... It's still Camp Woodland, uh, family in Chicago, okay. uh, the Jordans. And then down the road from here, as you just come across the bridge and you go back, I, I think Pitlick's probably owns some property in there now, mm -hmm. but there used to be a bishop there, Father Siley, 
Oh. Used to live in the house that's down there. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's cool. cool. I used to have a picture of him, but I don't have it anymore. I kind of cleaned stuff out after my husband died a few years ago. I decided it's time to, you know, no, mm-hmm. not too much that I regret tossing mm-hmm. out. Did you uh, did you want to walk around camp and sure and sure if I can tell you anything yeah sure oh uh, okay yeah open up the closet tell them to pick a hat or you a must shirt be or almost something. out of time huh uh, we're okay we we have I'm up here for a few more months um, or sorry a few more weeks my mom and I used to do laundry yeah. too camp oh really yeah wish you guys still did that I hung a lot of socks up. <laughs> <laughs> Woody coming? So yeah, so we're thinking, okay, so this front facade, we know that the So that of the didn't exist, but the, but the living room and the porch, that was still there? Right. And then what did you use the basement for? Was it laundry and storage? You know, I don't remember going in the basement. Yeah. Okay. It must have been there, but... Yeah, maybe, maybe just kid, storage. I yeah, I, <laughs> I doubt it was a weight room. Yeah, back then. I don't know. I don't remember the basement at all. And I gotta think about it. maybe something. Woody and I are. Would it help you if we? Would you rather use a golf cart or is walking around? No, fun? I can walk. Okay. Just, like, walk this foundation is what he's talking about. That's from that building, probably that I have here. Huh? The yeah. boathouse. That picture, yeah. I wonder if those front concrete. We can we can find that. Hmm. So what did they have? What did they have on property? Where they they had canoes and rowboats and. Uh, I only remember rowboats. I don't remember any canoes being here. Um, of course, I'm talking about when Comiskeys were here. Right. You know, they didn't. They were older, and I don't think they even went out in boats. The two of them when they came here. In the in the 40s, how long would it take them to drive up from Chicago? Depends on their vehicle, huh? They might have taken a train. Oh, right. The train, yeah. Later. Yeah, there was a train that came yeah. all the way up there. And then the garage over here. I think I told you that. Yeah, the, in the middle there? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, this old station wagon with wooden sides on it. Yeah. And my, oh, man. my dad used to go and pick them up from the train. Okay. With all their luggage and then take them back to the river. So that makes, that makes sense. Right. That, they would take the train up because yeah. I would imagine the roads weren't exactly no not only that but right. the, two and lady, the cars. Two ladies you know they uh, probably wouldn't drive all that distance right so. is that who came up most of the time yeah that's the only Comiskeys I remember unless they brought some guests here with them. so uh, it's the only ones I can think of mm-hmm. yeah because there's there's stories people tell about Joe DiMaggio and like ex-ball players coming up here and spending some time but could be yeah you know, there were the White Sox owners, so they, I'm sure they had connections with other mm-hmm. And then there's always people. the rumors about the gangster ties because right. there's all the all that up here. And, right. Yeah, Capone had the house on Big Sand Lake. And, right. Um, and then the, the one that Jack-O-Lantern, yeah. the Eagle River, that one. I'm sure. I'm sure your dad and your mom would have <laughs> some, some memories oh, of, sure of all would. that. Especially since my mom and uh, dad, my mom especially, they brewed... Uh, booze during the prohibition and sold it in, in Milwaukee. Really? <laughs> yeah. Did they brew it here? No. It oh, okay. We still, I still had some of the copper tanks and stuff for a long time. Oh, that's a special yeah. thing. Yeah. For the boathouse, yeah. 
So right there. Where are you going? Hi, Brody. Woody and Jason, where are you going? We're touring camp. I can't see those front pieces, but they look like they're just shoring it up. But that's literally the beach right there. So yeah. it's that far away. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can see the old pictures. It's yeah. Far away. It must be. I mean, that foundation. Because that's what that was. That a boat garage or was it a. It was a very small. Makes sense. Do you remember it only being that wide, that building, or do you have a memory of that? It's, it wasn't very big because yeah. they used it to store the boats. So yeah. it didn't have to be big as, you know, you can see it's kind of tall. Yeah. And they could probably put several. They didn't have that many boats. Right. You know? Yeah. And like I said, I don't remember the two right. girls using it at all. Mm-hmm. My dad would use the boats once in a while. We'd go fishing, but good fishing out here it used to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think sometimes there still is. <laughs> in the winter, he'd put out uh, tip-ups. Not tip-ups. We didn't have tip-ups. Do you remember this? So the storm shelter you, you mentioned in your letter, about. yeah. Yes, that's what I was talking about. Well, it used to be a root cellar. And they also stored the ice in there. Okay. Yeah, tell me more about the ice. So what would they do? Okay. I have to get a team of horses, my grandma and grandpa's horses, my uncles, and when the ice got to be 12 inches deep, they would go out onto the lake, and with hand saws, they would saw blocks of ice. And they'd load the blocks of ice onto a sledge, or a sled, sledge, and pull it up here, and then they would put the ice into the... By horse. By, by horse, yeah, but they would take those tongs. I don't know if you have any tongs around here anymore. No, yeah. there used to be tongs. Like huge oh, yeah. clamps? <laughs> yeah. One handle and they come together. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they would put put the ice in there and put sawdust with it because mm-hmm. uh, ice helped to, uh, sawdust helped to keep the ice cold longer. Mm-hmm. But And then they, that was the ice you used for... Yeah, but eventually, I can't remember how it goes, but they had electricity here. I think because they could afford it a long time before my mom and dad and I, we did. But they might have been running a, not a, wasn't a generator then. It could, could it have been a well? Like, I don't know when this was put in, but right now in there, there is something. There is electricity. Well, yeah, and uh, like I said, it was a root cellar for a time. And I think they put it into a root cellar to keep vegetables over the winter. Was Perhaps. it like a meat locker? Did they? No, couldn't do that. You ever watch Little House on the Prairie? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. A little That's bit. how they would keep the vegetables. They okay. Would, it was cold, so they would just put them in there and put sawdust around things, not all the vegetables. I mean, you had, we had potatoes, potato baskets and um, items like that that were in there. This has been here for a long time. What? This has been here for a long time. Careful here. Oh, yeah, you don't. I wouldn't worry. <laughs> It's good that we know this because there's always there's rumors about what this was used for, and people are like, "Oh, it was the Comiskey Wine Cellar, and it was oh, this okay. and that." And they could have had some wine. I don't know. Right. <laughs> and my agent didn't know. 
And then so, so the whole waterfront was just open. There weren't any other buildings here, just mm-hmm. that little boathouse? Just the boathouse. And then what, what other buildings were up here where all of our cabins are now? Nothing. Nothing? And that was the chicken coop where 16 no, and... the chicken coop was up there. Was up, was up at the top yeah, of the ne- rec no, hall there. Next, okay. to, next to the barn. Okay. It was on the side of it. The chicken coop and up above was a dovecote for the... That had the so what was it. the bottom of the building used for? There was a... Coming out from that, I think there was a pig pen. Because the uh, chicken pen and the dovecote were side by side on the outside. And to this side was a pig pen. There's a... Sorry, there's a little okay. spider. Take him. I don't like spiders. So how long do you think that wind, uh, what do you call them? The, how long what? Do you see the top of the, the building that we right. have there? That weather vane that's on top. Been there forever. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was the barn that <laughs> all the animals, where were the, where did the horses, were there stables? There was only one horse. Oh, okay. And that was uh, Soxy. He was a Shetland pony. And he had a stall on this side of the barn. That okay. Was his. And uh, he was not a much, not very adventurous. He did get out one time. <laughs> out so one it, was time. Never, it was never split like it is now. There's a, there's a ceiling in there now with a roof. So right now, yeah, we have a bottom of the rec hall where we meet, and then the top is a livable space. Well, the top there would probably would have been storage for hay. Okay. There, that's hay lofts were where you put your bale, unbaled mm-hmm. hay or whatever, yeah. however they did it, I don't remember. And so there weren't any other buildings here. This was just all wide well, open. I put all those up. Wow. Yeah. Right. We had all the gas we wanted. Wait, where was the gas house? Yes. In right the, in here somewhere. In the, the garage. House. Yeah. Okay, so, so during the fuel, fuel rationing, because you were a farm, you, there was an exemption there? You were Correct. able there to... There was no limit. Okay. Not that we farmed that much, but they cut hay and you had, the, had a couple of cows and the pony and whatever else. <laughs> so the cars were... The what? So this was the this was the garage, the wood shop. This was the garage. This is what I mean: the recess in the floor. Right. That if you drove a vehicle in, you could still work in it and work again. Must have a hoist of some kind too, I would think. Right. For the engines and stuff. Yeah. It's funny. There's an old kiln next. Right. Door. A really old one. It's been there a while. I'm wondering if it was used by us or if that was you guys. That horseshoes? was before us. Right. Who knows. Yeah. True. That could be. The pony had to be shod. And then any buildings out towards the entrance or anything? Just the uh, barn. A sa- a stable. Right. Okay, which stable could be our current barn, I would imagine. Right. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's how well that thing's held up. Right. Wow. <laughs> now this looks the, the same. Forties. Yeah. That's what I love. <laughs> the old hardware and everything. So yeah. this was one huge garage. Yes. Okay. I there might have been a little work area or something there, but this is where the yeah. trucks left. There was no truck. The, the station wagon with the wooden panels. Love that. Yeah. yeah. So the, the Comiskeys didn't have trampoline volleyball? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the girls would have been able to do that. Yeah, we weren't, we weren't allowed for that. So do you recall which year this building was put up? Was it in 46 or the spring of 47? Yes. It had to be whenever Wasserman's bought it and decided to make a camp out of it. Mm-hmm. So they because this building wasn't here. The first right. summer, I believe that we that Menominee was here was forty six. Okay. Right? Or did they buy it in forty six and start in forty six? Okay. No, they Went to work on it in forty six and opened in forty seven. That's yeah. my understanding. Yeah. Got it. So that's about. I mean, I can't tell you. Four by forty six, I was back to my home. 
at that time. You, you finished in 46. No, I finished in 45, I think. Okay, yeah, 45 or the summer, spring of 46, because I turned six and I had to go to school. Okay. You know, what, so. um, what did your dad do for, what did your family do for full-time work after? My father worked at the paper mill in Rhinelander for many, many years. Uh-huh. And my mom basically was a cook and caregiver you know, for them when they were here. And mm-hmm. did a lot of baking and, of course, we did the laundry. Did your mom work for the Wassermans? Well, only, well, in two ways. For Wassermans, no. We did laundry for the Wassermans. Okay. So we didn't work for them, but my dad was the one who took care of the camp. Took care of the property, right? So indirectly. Yeah. And sorry, was the red and white building in existence at all? Was there something there? I think it was, but I'm not sure. I can remember this. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just not coming in. And do you remember any kind of sports fields? Was there any baseball diamonds or anything like that? Or tennis that they had put up? Not when the Wasser, not when the uh, Comiskey's owned it. Okay. So on on County D there, um, on the road, there's these green and white pillars, these fences. Right. So that we are told those are from the original Comiskey Park. It is. Well, it I, is. I don't know if it's from the park. Okay. But, I mean, they were there as long as Comiskey's Got it. had a place whenever they purchased. So those those are original Comiskey, fence right? With the concrete has been there as long yes. as you remember. Did they have any signage, anything that like? Showed it was their property, or just kind of they had a gate and did they even have a no, yeah. They weren't here, the gate was closed. Okay, but yeah. I, well, as long as my mom and dad were here, right. then the, you know, there was no problem with that. Mm-hmm. But I think it went right from Comiskey's to Wasserman's, right? So when the Comiskey's were up here, they lived in the main building, right. and you did as well. So everyone yes. was living in the same, yes. okay. Yeah, there's plenty of room there when my mom and dad and I, you know, and mm-hmm. whoever came up with them. Mm-hmm. What just, were the, ro- the current patterns of the roads? Were they as like I know that there was a there was a change a pretty significant change right here to H mm-hmm. just 15 20 mm-hmm. years ago, but the they weren't obviously paved roads they were dirt roads I'm assuming and were they as they lay right yes. now as you yes. remember yes and was there a peripheral road here through yeah. the woods yes okay okay beautiful road yeah so old Council's road was always yeah. there yeah. okay so that was the main entrance. Yeah, they on what you wanted to do. Oh. Right. <laughs> but they're also, I mean, their property went, they right. had 165 acres. So the yeah. two pillock houses next door, everyone to the east right. of us, so that was all Comiskey right. the, the service road, obviously. Yeah. I think that was more private road coming in that way. Yeah. You know, like you said, service road. Yeah. 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 So okay. was this more wooded? There was no golf course. There was all trees and... Well, yeah, it actually the same as remembers it was. apple trees. A lot of it oh, seemed really yeah. but the open. Apple trees yeah. weren't here; they're way back. In the back. Yeah, I think they planted a lot of trees on the golf course area. I like because in those videos that we saw from the '50s or '60s, mm-hmm. it looked so open. The golf course mm-hmm. area mm-hmm. seemed. Yeah. You have two fields. things yeah. there: you have people planting them, and you have succession. Right. They just flop in and grow by themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Right here, we'll go on the mess hall, yeah. I'll show you one of one of. We have pictures. So did you did you ever interact with Menominee staff after that, like in the forties? Any counselors that came up, and since you were local, that spent the summer up yeah, here? Yeah, sometimes, especially when the Menominee had the horses. Right. Uh, they would ride horses past the house, and the horse instructor I got to meet, and Al Lewis. Okay, so our baseball field is named Al Lewis Field now. I'll tell you a funny story about Nate when we get settled here. Okay. 
You said you had a you said you had a funny story about Nate Wasp. Tomorrow Nate Nate used to take people fishing or he'd take the boys fishing. Okay. Well I lived on the road and I had a place called Maxine's Worm Ranch. I sold my crawlers and worms. Well when it's time to go fishing, Nate had a convertible. He he drove by the place. He'd, he'd, well, he was, well, he'd drive in the yard, blowing his horn all the way along. So I come out and then he'd tell me, I'm going fishing in half an hour. I need so many worms. You know, so I get the worms set up and whatever. And the counselors came through with the kids in the truck where they picked them up. But he was hilarious. I mean, he started blowing that horn as soon as he hit, well, you know, Sullivan's driveway. Yes. Okay, as soon as he hit the driveway, he blew on the horn. So I knew Nate was coming. <laughs> so... What were Nate and Edla like? I, none of us, none of us knew them. Um, They're very nice people. Okay. Um, I don't mean this in any bad way, but a different class of people than my mom and dad and I were in. Okay. You know, their lifestyle was quite a bit different. So, uh, but <laughs> we're funny. And Edna was a short little thing, you know. And but they were very commanding. Mm-hmm. And then what their niece owned the other camp outside of Eagle Well, River. so they, they started Maramita, the right. girls' camp, and right. Edna ran it at the beginning, okay. and she ran it for years, and then she her niece started running it, right. and now her niece's, well, then her niece's son started running it, Sandy Cohen. Okay. He's recently retired, and now his sons are running it. Oh, good. Yeah. Maybe in the family. Yeah. I remember when his niece was, Nate's niece was running it, right? What was her name? Barb. Barb. Yeah. Because I know sometimes they used to bring the girls, I think, from there and play the boys here and the boys would go over here and go over there and play sports. You got it. And they did that with um, Agawak and Kawaga and Chippewa. So well, it was it was general play. So the Menominee-Kawaga thing goes all the way back to the 40s. Maybe even earlier. Yeah, well, I think as soon as this cab would, this uh, camp was established, then they start interacting with the other camps around yeah. here. And I don't know if Agawak and Kawaga are even around anymore. They are. Are they? They are. Yeah. Those lines, those two and then Miramita. Miramita, Chippewa. Um, yeah. Timberlane? Yeah, Nicolay too. Right. Timberlane? Was that, with that? Okay. It's a boys camp over in Woodruff. It's, mm-hmm. We're pretty close with them. Yeah. But Camp Nicolea, that's still in operation, too, I think, isn't mm-hmm. it? And you had mentioned Camp Jack-O-Lantern. Camp Jack-O-Lantern, was that something you're familiar with? My grandfather had, had ties there. I think he had a stake in so the camp years and years so ago. So your grandpa was with the Mafia, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so do you have grandkids? Kids? No, I have no children. No children? No. What's your last name? No. Drager, D-R-A-G-E-R. What was, what did you do for your profession? Uh, let's see, 39 years, used my degrees, had a master's degree in black, a biology, minor in biology, environmental, and a minor in health. So I taught at Phelps for 38 and 39 years. Oh, wow. High school? Well, Phelps is, Phelps is K through 12. Mm-hmm. So I taught 7 through 12. Okay. Very effective. house, the garage, that building just still being can't put together what it was. Yeah, the walls all was garage. No, Wasp was the barn. The Wallace and Crofts was the barn. That was the barn. Yeah, and the wood shelf. But the barn had a, a loft in it, of course, where we kept the hay. Then to the side, that's in that book, there was a, a base down here for had chicken coop. And above the chicken coop was a dove coat. Do you have so, siblings? No. 
So it was just you, your mom, and your dad here? Yep. Wow. And it. And we used to collect the eggs from the dogs and the chickens, and we'd eat the chick get pigeons. Did they have pigeons? Just, just Soxy and Shetland Pony. Old Shetland Pony. And then I always thought they had the ground type pigeons too. They did, I think. They owned well, that property, but I, yeah. they never used it as far as I'm concerned. I mean, according to the video that we watched, there were 165 acres here that was just Menominee's that the Wassmans bought, and that included two or three miles of shoreline. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so this was Grace and Charles? Senior Charles. He died in 31. Okay, Grace ended up calling the team because she sold it. Well, Grace and her mother used to come here. Yeah, no, no, I know. I know. Yeah. Blue, that way, it looks all over. Yeah. Yeah, unbelievable. Not woodland and all of that. That wasn't. I was here when Alan. Maybe coming in one night. So I remember ninety acres. And was it? Was it that Alan sold it off, or that he didn't sell it to Glenn, and then eventually? I don't know what the timing was, but Alan owned ninety acres. Alan owned. It was a hundred acres, I think. It was the the whole rectangle. And then sold off little plots on both no, sides. I think he sold. Pitlicks, right, bought a couple. Right, they bought the ones over yeah. there. The Wicks, Pitlicks, and then somebody bought one that drive in the road to Woodland. Right, so road to Woodland, and now there's one that comes across, and right. that's what's back there. Right. Yeah. So they would add all Woodland land and all that. Not uh, the Comiskeys might have had it. Yeah, I don't know. Not, no, not Glen. I mean, not. Right. No, they didn't go that far. It was a shame because that part they sold off would have been nice, but it wouldn't. That was just a shame. Thank you so much to Maxine for joining us. Uh, and thank you guys for uh, getting through some of the choppiness. We actually didn't plan on recording that, but we're really happy we did. And we hopefully will do a follow up with Maxine very soon. Uh, don't forget to go to campmenominee.com. Uh, like and subscribe to the Campcast, everything you want to do. It's been great having you guys. Uh, we will see you next time on the podcast as we get into the fall. Uh, for the love of camp, I'm Jason Felgraber. Have a good one, everyone.